You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. What is your what is your Olympic gold medal man back home in Slovenia? Yeah, he's just special, huh? like uh, means also super a lot to me uh, because yeah, it's different thing than uh, uh, than uh, than our races. It's uh, is the biggest thing in most of the sports Olympic games uh, because they are every four years in this case free. But uh, still, uh, so, yeah, he's, uh, I'm extremely proud and uh, happy, and we'll uh, we'll have uh, yeah. Good memories forever about it. How much does it mean to you more generally to inspire people in Slovenia and to, to make cycling more popular in Slovenia as well? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, my mission that uh, if I can uh, to share uh, good stories, uh, nice stories uh, about the fight, about never giving up. So uh, yeah, if, if I can do this through cycling, I do it through cycling. But yes, I can, uh, I can reach the people and uh, I'm really uh, thankful for that. Thank you. That, of course, was Primoz Roglic, Olympic time trial champion, two-time Vuelta winner, and perhaps most famously or infamously, nearly man at the Tour de France. Roglic was pipped at the Tour last year by his young countryman, Tarej Pogacar, but the legacy of that, apparently, has been to make Roglic more popular back home in Slovenia. If Pogacar is the little prince, the name coined by Kate Wagner, then Roglic is the king of hearts, something that he seemed to acknowledge when I spoke to him at the start of stage four of this year's Vuelta. This episode of Kilometer Zero is not about Roglic or Pogacar, however. It's about the other Slovenians. There are three of them in this race. Jan Tratnik of Bahrain Victorious, Luka Mezgec of Team Bike Exchange and Jan Palantz of UAE Team Emirates. Tratnik was the rider who caught everyone's attention during the Olympic road race in Tokyo, leading the bunch it seemed for most of it and able to single-handedly fight off the efforts of other teams who wanted to control the race. Riding in the colours of his country, Slovenia, seemed to give him superpowers or wings. And here at the Vuelta, I was keen to ask Tratnik whether that was how it felt, that riding in his national colours and riding in the service of Roglic, his great friend, and also Pogacar, the now two times Tour de France winner, gave him extra motivation. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. Um, we last saw you in Tokyo. That was uh, an incredible performance you put in, in the road race. Did you surprise even yourself there? Uh, yeah, I can say that I surprised also myself because I didn't believe that I can keep so long. But uh, yeah, when you work for such a great two stars, it gives you some extra mo- motivation. And yeah, I just give my all and the result came in the end. Do you think that's what it is? That Did you feel extra motivation maybe riding for your country rather than for your team? Yeah, I every time uh, like to race for my country to represent Slovenia and um, I every time also I'm going on worlds or European or yeah, especially on Olympics and yeah, this is I'm really proud to represent yeah, Slovenia. I'm sure you're very happy in your current team, but would you like to ride in the same team as Roglic or Pogacar? Uh, well, I have still one year contract and uh, yeah, you never know what will happen, but yeah, now we focus um, where I am now and let's see. How does it feel to be part of this amazing Slovenian cycling story? You know, there's not, there, there are so many of you, but there are two real superstars. What's that done for the, the sport back home? 
yeah, for sure we are now living in uh, uh, like really nice times, especially with today and uh, Roglic. And also this gives us some hope, some motivation and um, that we can also succeed. And um, yeah, it's especially nice because we are all really good friends and we are connected also if we race for other teams. And what I see in Slovenia that maybe it's now sport number one. Uh, many young kids start cycling. You can see also on the road that they, the cars don't pass you on millimeters, but now they say hello and they really respect you more. And yeah, it's really nice to see this. That's really interesting. So that's something you've noticed already, that change. Yeah, it's, um, um, I think in last two years changed a lot. Huh? Um, before, yeah, cycling wasn't so popular, but now it's, yeah, you can really feel this also on the trainings and um, I can say just thanks to everybody, yeah, because it's, uh, I really appreciate this, yeah. And a lot of you, you came through, you know, there's a, a strong team in, in, in Ljubljana, which has been through different names over the years, but met Luka Mezgic behind you there, came through that team, you came through that team, is that a big part of the explanation? Uh, I don't know, it's, um, I think it's just about um, to have fun, not push too much already in details and just race your bike and learn as much as possible and then if you like it you keep continue and um, you go more 100% serious and I think this is the way and um, everybody was happy there, we like to go on trainings together and uh, yeah, it was not something that you need to do but was something that you like to do. You can see kids, young riders now coming through. Is that a noticeable trend as well? Uh, yeah, now I see that um, it's um, in the young teams are many young um, riders, quite many of them. And yeah, let's hope that uh, will come some new big talent. And just final question. I mean, how did you start cycling yourself? Was it in your family or was it a local club or what was it that brought you in? Uh, no, I started with 17 years old. Um, when I went to school, my teacher asked me if I want to go on one race for mountain bike. And of course, I didn't want to be in school, so I took um, this competition and I took third. And then from that on, I started to be interested in bike racing. And yeah, one, two years, I was a little bit on the floor, more or less. But then, yeah, it started going up. You were quite late. Uh... Yeah, yeah, quite late, yeah. You saw me talking to Jan there. Um, we saw you at the end of the tour uh, celebrating all the Slovenians together. I mean, how much of a, a part of this Slovenian, incredible Slovenian story do you feel and how important is it to you? Luka Mezgic, yeah, Team mean, Bike uh, Exchange. When I started uh, back in 2013 as a prof as first year as pro, was uh, not so much uh, of Slovenians there. Well, we had some numbers, but more or less all were the helpers. We had uh, obviously good Jani Brajkovic, who did a couple of really nice results and uh, Simon Spilak obviously and then uh, actually I started with uh, some stage wins on uh, Grand Tour levels and World Tour level uh, and yeah I then just escalated once uh, Primoz uh, came into cycling uh, and now yeah uh, if you're not top three on a GC in a Grand Tour it's not about they don't write much about <laughs> which is nice that the level now is so high and yeah, we just have to continue to to be in this rhythm. We saw what Jan did at the Olympics in Tokyo, and he was saying how riding for Slovenia gives him extra motivation, and riding for 
guys like Roglic and, and yeah, Pogacar. Would you like to ride professionally with one of those guys as well? Would that be something that you think you would enjoy? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know how it is once you are so long time in one team and you have uh, the team as your second family, it's hard to change. But yeah, when there's an opportunity like Europe, Euro, European Championships or Worlds, I'm always uh, really happy to, to help others. We are all good friends, like Slovenia is small, only two million people. And yeah, uh, if we have time, we often uh, meet together, have a training ride together. But yeah, you know, cycling is so distributed through the whole uh, world, so we don't meet much. But when we do, we we don't need much to to be on a good uh, friendship level. And yeah, I'm saying that things have really changed a lot back home in terms of support. Even drivers giving you more space yeah. out on the roads. Is that something you've noticed as well? Yeah, I notice a lot. I haven't been much in Slovenia lately because all of the racing and preparations I do. But after the tour, I've spent two weeks, and I can say people normally were. Uh, on a horn to give you a thumb, like to give you a middle finger. Now they're on a horns and gives you the thumbs up. So that's a big difference. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. My name is Justin McQuarrie. I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm 25 years old. I've had type 1 diabetes since I was two years old, um, so I, I don't really know life without diabetes. I've been racing bikes for 10, 12, 13 years now, um, and that's yeah, what I love to do. So we're here in Hulgate um, at the Center for Sports um, in Normandy um, with Team Nova Nordisk for the Talent ID Camp. I think 20, 24 riders here that are trying out to get a spot on the development team um, and then eventually one day on the Team Nova Nordisk um, professional team. Uh, so I've, I've not known life without diabetes and thankfully my parents and everyone around me from a really young age never really, really never said that you can't do anything, you just have to make sure you're on top of managing your diabetes and if you, if you do that then you can do pretty much whatever you want. Um, I started uh, cycling when I was pretty young and really enjoyed it and didn't do terribly at it as a sport. Um, then started uh, racing a bit when I was a junior. Um, got in touch with uh, Dan Holt um, right when I was uh, transferring out of junior into under 23 ranks and rode for the development team for several years um, previously. And then um, when I, I think 2017 or so, um, started riding for some uh, domestic teams in the U.S. Um, but now I'm back here trying to trying again to get back another spot on the pro a spot on the pro team again because um, they've got they do the they do the big races they do the races that we all want to go to and um, get seen on a world stage from both sport and diabetes front. Uh, I'm Gora Stangel, uh, one of the sports directors of uh, Bahrain Victorious uh, nationality. You know I'm Slovenian and we are actually enjoying uh, I'm proud to be Slovenian this in this sport in this period you've been involved as a rider yourself for a long time um, you know when you were a rider and and getting into cycling as a, as a kid what what was the status of cycling in Slovenia then how easy was it for you to find a club and start racing yeah actually it was totally different area uh, totally different uh, era I don't want that now for these guys are easy because never is easy, never is going to be easy. But we've been still part of the ex-Yugoslavia, maybe 
um, for me like Slovenian small country we've been always used to like we always felt this that we are small and we need to uh, like follow other countries and uh, we we have been always happy with small things no and now is uh, let's say totally different and we we hardly believe that if you come from Slovenia that you can uh, succeed uh, but then step by step step by step we try we move this uh, mentality I don't want to say I was one of them because if I look now my results it's nothing compare the guys today but it was maybe the beginning uh, because uh, I, I remember that our result was outstanding for that area but not even close to what is happening what's going on now uh, but as I say maybe the beginning uh, and now the guys are really uh, doing amazing I'm enjoying and I'm happy that they are not afraid of nothing and nobody and this is the only way how to um, how to arrive on the top level in the sport because uh, quantity and the quality of the riders are really big I, we cannot maybe we cannot compare with the uh, football with soccer but uh, with uh, all the other sport I would say yes. So what's uh, the success of Roglic and Pogacar done for the sport in Slovenia you know how, how has it transformed it um, as, a, as a popular sport there? Uh, let's say that cycling was developing uh, through last uh, 10 or 15 years uh, following countries around like Italy or Spain or France a bit less for, uh, Austria but we can see now Austria also have a lot of good riders and Croatia is let's say coming behind us so uh, I, I would say that this is probably the result of the economy which is growing up and uh, good work in the in the in the teams because what we what I'm sure that I can say is that we have a history in the cycling and I can really guarantee or say and you can see that our riders when they come into the World Tour teams they have very good knowledge about cycling. Uh, nothing to take away from Primoz but we know his history that he came from another sport and that's why maybe he missed this basic, uh, uh, basic uh, uh, or primary school in the cycling but he's uh, developing super fast and uh, uh, yeah so uh, this is more or less what uh, what I can say uh, why why our sport is so successful in Slovenia but for sure this is one outstanding situation which which would I would say difficult repeat in next hundred years probably I don't know but um, let's en let's enjoy in this moment and, and, and uh, hope it, it will last who's more popular Roglic or Pogacar um, if I need to say uh, for me for myself uh, Primoz have uh, let's say more uh, or, or different story behind himself and he's closer to the people heart but uh, today today is today came 
up or stand up when we expect the victory of Primoz. It's not that he take take him away this victory. He just came into the into the top of the cycling, and uh, there is maybe one part who would prefer that Primoz would won that Tour de France. But this is the sport. This is the um, let's say. Uh, uh, like every champion needs to have this focus on the on on winning and on this, and it's not nothing nothing in the sport is given away, and uh, this is uh, how it is happening. But if yeah, if you ask me who would who I like more, I feel pretty much closer to me or to my uh, to my. Uh, feelings or how I grow up but uh, nothing to take away from today I I didn't have a lot of contact with him but he's a great guy very 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 um, friendly to everyone very very so I, I'm, I can guarantee that in in few years he will uh, he will come into the all the hearts of Slovenians How does it feel to be part of this incredible story of Slovenian success? Ah, it feels good, no, I think... Jan Palantz, I mean, uh, UAE team member. Everybody would be in, uh, like happy to, to be so successful at the moment and uh, for Slovenia it's something big because we are, like everybody already know we're a small country but uh, we have quite good success in the sport all, all around of all the sports not just cycling so yeah it's good to be part of that as well. Your father was a, a cyclist as well I mean how much do you know about his career and you know what was it like for him uh, competing as a cyclist back back when he did? Yeah, for sure, for him it was different time. Uh, he was a good cyclist, but he ne never like being pro because at uh, that time was also Yugoslavia was a little bit different to to become professional. So, uh, but it was good, and uh, yeah, he followed my my uh, uh, my cycling career, and for sure helped me a lot with that as well. I understand he was involved in, in helping Roglic in his early days. Yeah, actually Roglic started like an amateur with uh, with uh, the team I was actually riding also, uh, but uh, we had like continental part and like amateur part and uh, yeah, he started with him and yeah, also after uh, Pogacar was riding the same team uh, with my father, so yeah, for sure. What's it? What's the impact been like back in Slovenia? You know, what? what how has it changed the the image of the sport in Slovenia, the popularity of the sport? Yeah, I mean, right now we could say like cycling is the first sport in Slovenia, uh, cycling and probably basketball because of Luka Doncic. So yeah, now it's quite famous and uh, you can see a lot of people go on the bike uh, and they are also following uh, us uh, in the, every move. No? How do you explain the fact that two of the world's best cyclists are Slovenians and there are others of you as well? from such a small country, what's the explanation? Is it, is it just a coincidence that we've got these two stars at the moment? I think, okay, it's good work, but it's also like just, uh, it happened, you know? Like we waited for, we didn't have a uh, rider as good as they are now, but uh, you know, maybe when they stop, it will take a long, long time to, uh, to happen again. So uh, we just need to enjoy this time now and yeah, uh, see how it goes like. 
for next year. Can you see other, can you see kids and, and other young riders coming into the sport? So there'll be future uh, Rogliches, Bogachars, Balance. I mean, for sure we have a good kid, but it's hard to say uh, now because when they, uh, you need to really to go under 23 and then professional, then you can say this guy is really talented. You know, we we've seen a lot of good riders being good at juniors, but after they didn't do so much. So yeah, let's wait and see. I'm uh, Marko Jalo, I'm from Slovenia, obviously. Um, I'm carer in Team Ineos Grenadiers. You're, you're a proud Slovenian, aren't you? Um, of course. You must, you must be amazed and, and also very proud to see what's happened the last couple of years. Yeah, it's been amazing like how, how the boys uh, put Slovenia on the map of cycling. And yeah, just incredible how they do it. And uh, of course, really proud to be Slovenian, of course. What was your route into cycling? Oh, actually that's uh, 10 years ago. It was my first proper race, like Vuelta. Before that I've been in my local Conti team. And uh, yeah, as I said, 10 years ago, started my journey in World Tour and uh, here I am now. Uh, in, in, as a as a kid growing up, were you was cycling a, a sport that you did that you followed? No, actually no. I was in water polo, completely opposite, and cycling. And uh, to be honest, I I didn't really know much about cycling when I joined it. Um, I knew maybe two or three riders, the big names, and that's it. So yeah. So you're. But you used you, your profession, obviously, was what got you into professional cycling. Uh, I wouldn't call it professional, but <laughs> yeah, I say you're professional when you live of it. But uh, yeah, water polo wasn't really the sport um, on the highest level. So yeah, I was uh, doing water polo and massage at the same time. So yeah that got me into cycling basically and what is what i mean what was the profile of of cycling back in uh, slovenia you know when you were growing up and, and what's it like now uh yeah i was nothing like now basically uh honestly yeah it was maybe two or three famous riders that were riding somewhere outside mainly in Italy um, and that's it. it was yeah it was not even close to to being popular sport or that people would do it for fun or yeah just go out and ride a bike while now you can see everywhere just bike riders and everybody wants to be Pogacar or Roglic what well, yeah I was gonna say I mean what now Pogacar and Roglic how, how famous how big are they how popular are they in Slovenia I would say, yeah, top three, both of them, and yeah, it is seasonal sport actually. And uh, in winter, yeah, some winter sportsmen come come uh, and shine, and yeah, then they are top three or yeah, sportsmen of the of the month or whatever. And yeah, currently, yeah, I would say top three, top three. You still live in Slovenia? Yeah, I do. I do, of course. And so do you see it? I mean, I was speaking to like, Luka Mezgic was saying that even out on the road, um, he 
feels that there's more respect for cyclists from people in Slovenia because there's great, greater awareness of the sport and respect for the people that do it. Oh, for sure, for sure. There's more respect and people more value it. Like, oh, this might be Pogacar, Roglic, Mesgets, Mohoric, whoever. Uh, yeah, give them some space and uh, yeah, there's a more, of, of course, there's more awareness of cyclists being on the road and uh, yeah, much more respect and uh, give them space when they, especially when they overtake them. Huh? Do you think it will inspire a lot of kids and young people to take up the sport and we could see a real sort of culture developing there? Yeah, I, I really hope so. The last few years been a big, big drop. Covid didn't help. And uh, yeah, hopefully now all the kids want to ride their bikes and uh, join the local clubs and maybe in 10 years we have another Slovenian winner. Is there an explanation for it? Is it just coincidence that we've got two of the best riders in the world from such a small country? Or is there is there some system or explanation behind it? I wouldn't say it's system. It's more coincidence that they just appeared at the same time. And you can see the, the age difference. There's almost 10 years difference between them. And yeah, we know Roglic went through ski jumping and started cycling quite late and being discovered as a big talent and then Pogacar came through all the kind of primary school and high school of cycling and uh, yeah they all knew he's a, he's a big talent and yeah actually it's nice to see them both at the same time like especially before we didn't have any big big riders do you, as do you know them quite well or uh, actually, I've never worked with any of them. I just know them because Slovenia is so small, we all know each other. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know them really well. But uh, yeah, we speak. We speak when we see each other and they're both nice, nice guys and really friendly. Would you like to work with one of them? Why not? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. A call to Dave Brailsford to sign one of them could be, could be difficult, but uh, I don't think there's been a Slovenian on Team Sky or any else, is there? Uh, no, not a rider. It's been staff members only, not riders. So you'd like to see that? Uh, yeah, go on, Dave. <laughs> you have been listening to The Other Slovenians, an episode of Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, supported by Super Sapiens. It was produced by Tom Wally.